0: Hello, and thank you for being here with me. Welcome to another episode of the Tyra Raymond Poet Show. Okay, everyone, welcome. Welcome back to season two episode four. Today you are in for a treat because I am so excited to be introducing someone very special to me and I'm going to be sharing his story with you and we are talking about the brilliant Robert Steventon from Manchester. As you already know we'll be listening back so I would have my pen and paper ready to take some good notes because we're going to take a dive into Rob's story, learn some valuable lessons take on some personal encouragement and have a fantastic insight into the amazing spoken word scene and so much more. And if you are hyped about the spoken word scene, then you might hear some very familiar names and you are going to get a really good feel about the scene because Rob really takes you into that. Rob has been performing poetry since 2013 and has been champion of Manchester's Word War and won the York Sayo Poetry Slam last year. His Night punkin Drubbly won the Saboteur Awards and has raised more than £10,000 for Mustard Tree which is a charity for the homeless. Rob's poem Birdfall was published in collaboration with artist Sonny Ross as a graphic poetry book in 2018 which I absolutely love because I've read it myself and recently he has published his new book How I Made My Millions by Flapjack Press. It's available on Waterstones and on Flapjack's Press website. Now let's welcome him in and hear his first poem the
1: bucket
2: bite off more than you can chew and then go ahead and chew it drop your paddle deep in the creek and then just row right through it failures your foul weather friends don't attempt to undo it so kiss its face and embrace gladly that this time, you blew it. There's a bucket in your room, and it emits the stink of shame. The urge to kick the bucket takes up all of your strength to refrain. You can stew amongst this stench, or you can pour it down the drain. Just know that each storm, even this storm, will run out of rain. So wait. Just wait. Let it throb while you are bait. Know that you are just a visitor. You are not in mate know that this is just their gambit know that this is not checkmate you know you can't have the last laugh while your face is filled with hate that bucket it is gone now you stood strong for no evasion last night your entourage of one summoned the strength of many nations you saw how little is conceived through bitter tears and rumination your soul's crannies and its nooks sustained a fierce fumigation now Allow morning's shards of light to stab you right square in the chest. Measure this day, not in cigarettes, but in satisfied breaths. Measure this day, not in dividends, but in yourself. invest And then at dawn, track down your lover and lay your head upon their breast. Tonight, you'll bask in the glorious gloom of your room or moonlit. Dispose of the gun, self-reconstruct, disassemble your doom kit. Drop your paddle deep, in the creek and then just row right through it bite off more than you can chew and then go ahead and chew it
0: Thank you so much, Rob, um, for opening up with such a wonderful poem called The Bucket. Um, Interestingly, I've not actually heard this, even though I've seen you perform a couple of times. First of all, a really, really warm welcome to the show. I feel really honoured and um, privileged to have you on because you you are such a wonderful person. And me and you know each other through the spoken word scene.
1: (laughs) Well,
2: it's it's an absolute joy to be on. Um, and thank you so much for, uh, for having me on as a guest here. And it's, it's really, really lovely to be able to, um, to, especially in the sort of times that we're living in, like connect mm-hmm. with people digitally, um, and, um, you know, connect with people, um, who you, who we've previously worked with, um, in real life, IRL, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and share our experiences and our, and our insights.
0: Absolutely well, it was definitely well overdue. do you want to just tell me a little bit about this poem because it was um it, it there was a line that you repeated in this poem which really kind of got to me. Just give me a little bit of insight into this poem please
2: yeah so it's um it's actually this is quite a new piece um mm. i was very I was very um lucky a good friend of mine, Tom Jackson, who films um all of the punkin Druglet gigs for me has has helped me film a video for it. Um, mm-hmm. The piece itself is um, very much on the theme of resilience, um, which was something I know you touched on with um, with Anthony Stones in your in your last um, in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, resilience I find really interesting because I work in education uh, in pastoral support mm-hmm. uh, with students with mental health problems, and having experienced mental health problems myself, I think that something I find difficult to convey to students is how to develop resilience because it's not something that you can learn from a textbook Um, It's something you learn um through toil and and through and through failure and and i guess the gist of the 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 piece the the bucket is um it's an account of um really um experiencing failure and and um learning over time uh, to to embrace it and um and to grow from it because it's um it's it's not as i say something that you can you can learn from a textbook um but something that you know you really have to experience and um and and grow from i think so um the the bite off more than you can chew line i think i think mm. it um, i think that's um sort of my an ethic i try to carry through um, in 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 what I do, because you know, I, I think um, often often the most effective way of of um, getting things done and striving towards things that you want to achieve is is you know setting a goal for yourself and um, and accepting that this is going to be really hard and it's going to hurt, but I'm going to do it. And um, it it might not go perfectly, but but I'm I'm going to try, and then if it doesn't work, I'm going to try again
0: absolutely rob you've said some really insightful um and profound things there and i think in terms of the work that you do as well because i didn't know much about um the work that you do aside the poetry stuff uh, pastoral spot that's a really really interesting role um, and obviously working with young people and you said some really really beautiful things about you know this line that you sell bite of more that you more, you know more than more than you can chew really interesting because it's kind of giving that message to these young people that you know you don't have to be guilty take mm-hmm. risks um, embrace it like you said, and that's definitely really inspiring uh,
2: completely and and uh, from my own experience um I, I work generally with music students and it feels really fitting for me because i'm a music graduate mm-hmm. myself um but right. um, any kind of a creative industry um so very very seldom has has a linear career path so it's so often you know doing bits of self employed work and then having a job to keep the wolf from the door and mm-hmm. um and trying at one thing and then failing at it but it's really important when you experience that trying at one thing and then failing at it to um to not think which is a, a very much a natural reaction, but to not think oh well I've failed at this, so I am a failure um failing at something is um it's a very human thing and it's and it's it's a component of success as well um and I think that can be applied to so many so many situations in life Uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from my auntie um who's Mm. amazingly um amazingly diplomatic and a really pragmatic view on things and she said um never expect your career path to be, uh, or, or, you know, any, any path in life to be linear. It'll always go in zigzags. And, um, um, and that, you know, that's very much the case, embracing the, the like as much as the, as the peaks. Um, because I'm sure you, um, I've experienced as a performance poet gigs mm. that have not gone well, mm. and, um, just not had a good response or whatever. And, and um, those gigs are in many way in many ways more valuable than the good gigs mm. because there's there's so much more to take from them and the experience of coming around from from a disappointing uh, evening that you've you you find fault with and mm. you know dusting yourself off and and going at it again is um is a really um, yeah immeasurably useful experience but but um but yeah, I guess that's the the gist of that piece.
0: Definitely. Well, it's such a wonderful poem, and definitely, like I said, I didn't hear it before, and I love that you've, you know, uh, brought up your night because this is definitely something that I was going to talk about. Oh, um, so obviously, yeah, yeah um, one of the tips is obviously persistence, and like you said, that you know these these nights where it didn't go as you as you planned and you were disappointed are actually more valuable because mm. you learn from them. So Rob, before we dive into this, uh, you know, uh, details about your night, because I'm so excited to talk about the story behind it. Going back to 2014 when you first started, you know, getting into the poetry scene, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what led up to it when you started?
2: Yeah, yeah, gladly. Um and um yeah, so I, I guess it's quite a, a, a complicated story, but mm. um, I I've always had a bit of an interest in, in poetry and I've I've always um I, I think I was very lucky to have very good English teachers when I was in school, or teachers mm. I gelled with particularly well. But um the I think there were a few instances of um spoken words, so poetry for the stage rather than the page, um mm. converging with um popular culture when I was sort of a teenager. So um artists like Scroobius Pip, um, I, I discovered, them. and then Kate Tempest's original bands, the, um, the Sound of Rum. And then I remember discovering John Cooper Clark, and that sort of led me on to um, discovering um, other poets. I think Buddy Wakefield, the American poet, was one of the the first um, spoken word artists I discovered. But when I did my first gigs as a, mm. as a poet, um, they weren't at poetry gigs, so I didn't know... I, I, been in, I live in Manchester and I've been here for 11 years. I, I didn't know at the time that there was this amazing, inclusive and supportive uh, poetry scene in, in Manchester. So I'd just turn up at uh, music open mic nights
1: mm-hmm. and read my
2: poems. And um, a lot of the time, people, people uh, were just there to hear... Uh, you know, their friends played some acoustic guitar and really weren't interested in poetry. <laughs> but that was a really good experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, go, going on stage as my my first gigs ever, you know, my first ever gigs doing it, saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to do some poems," and watching everybody, everyone go, "Oh, no, I'm not poetry." <laughs> but um, I suppose coming back to that theme of resi- resilience and um, growing from bad experiences. Um, yeah that was a really good springboard for me because it sort of helped me um develop confidence as a performer um and uh, i also at the time i was doing um when i when i started performing i was i was doing uh, pub quizzes uh, i run pub quizzes um and that really equipped me with confidence in terms of performing on stage but also i was working as um I think in 2015 I started working as uh, a stage manager at the Comedy Store.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: and that really, really informed me at least as well. I, um, in terms of stage presence and confidence on stage. So, um, so yeah, I guess that's where it, where it came from
0: amazing how you know how all these um experiences in your life have contributed to where you are now because Mm -hmm. clearly you know setting up your own night when did this come about because i know it's going to be the third birthday right
2: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. um it was yeah so we were due to have the third birthday party i was i was particularly Mm -hmm. gutted because um uh, i booked uh if I if I may say so myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got Hannah Hannah Davies from York mm-hmm. uh, who's part of Say Out. Um, um she's an amazing poet. Joy Joy France, who is um a bit of a Manchester legend. She's, um, she's a poet in residence at Affleck's Palace and she's on the nationwide adverts and Patrick Tia, Davies. And then we've got as mm-hmm. the comedy headliner, Tezelius, uh the, the brilliant comedian from um uh from blackburn um, um uh but uh, yeah so but that would have been the third birthday we are looking at uh potential rescheduled dates uh for later this year but it started um because i wanted to put on a one off charity um gig
1: mm-hmm.
2: when in the run up to me putting this on i had started doing um poetry gigs a bit a bit more regularly and I'd, I'd also started doing stand-up mm. uh, so Punkin Drublick hosts both stand-up and uh, poetry yeah so I thought I'll, I'll try and put the two on and see if they work together and um and it and they did and I, mm. I really wanted for it to be a charitable gig mustard tree is the um the the charity for whom we we raise money for through Punkin Drublix door fees. Yep. Um and Mustard Tree are, are an amazing charity. There's o- other homelessness charities in Manchester, but um Mustard Tree are a homelessness charity who do brilliant work in um providing support to the homeless and impoverished in Manchester. And um in the three years since we've started, we've raised more than 10 grand for them um, wow. originally the 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 f- the first punkin and Drublet gig was supposed mm-hmm. to just be a one-off but it went so well that i thought mm-hmm. well I'll, I'll do another one and um and then i was like well this is this is what i do now so, <laughs> yeah. so um so three years on i've um we, it's been pretty much a, a monthly um occurrence since then yeah and um we, Hugely humbled this year, we won the saboteur award for the, the
0: yes, many congratulations for that. That was absolutely awesome. amazing were. and well earned, and I wasn't surprised at all.
2: Mm. I was, I won't, <laughs> I won't, <laughs> um, it because of the, the competition, uh, we were up against. There were some really, really good nights, um uh, mm. that we were up against, and um, uh, yeah, it, it, when they when they read our name, <laughs> I was uh, I was completely overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, it, something that really sunk in around that time was um, because the m- there was quite a good contingent from the Manchester poetry scene to make shortlists for the Saboteur Awards. So Rose Condo, um, her show got shortlisted. Dominic Berry, a very mm. good friend of mine, where he won the award for best performer and Flat yeah. yes um Who're publishing my collection next year? They got shortlisted, oh. um, but the whole UK scene just being in a big Zoom conversation with um, with people who have who have met at a gig in Birmingham or a gig in Leeds, and um, mm. it, it's just really really nice. And I think something about the poetry scene is that um, performance poetry, in its nature, mm. is quite a vulnerable art form. You're you're going on stage and talking about things that are naturally very very close to your heart and there's a there's a lot of vulnerability that comes with that so I think it necessitates us all supporting each other um more th- more so than perhaps people do in I don't know the the music scene or, mm. or theater. and um, so it's it's really nice to um to connect with people from the scene in that way
0: yeah I mean, great point, because definitely when you are literally standing on that stage, you know, 99.9% people's uh, words are from their direct experiences and kind of giving like a chunk away of your yeah. own life. And Rob, you definitely catered that because you literally give people a platform by, um, you know, placing them on the scene. How does that feel for you, giving somebody a platform to literally, you know, give away a chunk of their life to, to the audience, to strangers?
2: Yeah, I... um. I really, I think, because there have been so many poets um, and promoters uh, in the in the northwest um, who've, who've really supported me in in trying to carve out a career in poetry. I I sort of feel a bit of a uh, duty to do the same. But then, but then also, I really get a sense of joy from it. So seeing seeing acts who have come to the open mic. Um, and done a done a piece and um, really been very nervous and very anxious about it and then had a really good experience and then come back with a bit more confidence and seeing that confidence build up it's such a joy and um, you know it's it's such a, a versatile form of expression mm. uh, so there's a few poets who've who who uh, have with Punk and Drublik, I've sort of seen come from doing little open mic spots to doing the headline spot for us and then going on and headlining other yeah. nights around the country and winning the woods. Uh, Brogan Teas at Carlin, he's a really good example. He's,
0: yeah, and he does open mic at yours and I've seen that picture when he was just kind of standing there know. Um, <laughs> you know, and look at him now.
2: Yeah, he's, I mean, he's done um, done incredibly well and... and it, um, yeah I, I do really really take a, take um take joy in it because um i think that as i say it's such a versatile form of expression the other thing for me is mm. that i just really love poetry i really love watching it
1: and yeah.
2: um, I, you know i i whenever i'm whenever i'm running a pumpkin Drublet gig because i because i've organised it all mm. I, much less sort of um attentive to to every detail of the performance than I might be if I was at another gig. Um, mm. I still um I still really cherish that moment when um I know everybody's in, everyone's got a seat and an act, I've introduced an act and I can go and sit down. <laughs> and I know I've got five or ten minutes where I can Sit and have a drink, and really take in everything that somebody has to say. And um, I mean, we, we when you performed back in February, uh, yeah. I remember just being blown away by by your set. And um, oh, thank
1: you.
2: And um, it, it, it's yeah, it 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 really brings um, it really brings so many things to the table that you perhaps w- couldn't bring in in any other art form because it's because spoken word in its nature is very volatile there's not many rules to it i guess
0: definitely and i have seen you in action because like you uh, kindly brought up that i was a very very Privilege and lucky to uh, open the year with performing at your event which was you know I'll never forget that because uh, yeah definitely after that I've literally I was going to be booked in in all these kind of places um if I say so myself and mm-hmm. definitely performing at your night was a key opening to my year which was going to be so special and oh, still is but do you know what I mean and I've seen you in action I saw how attentive you were when you were collecting for charity when you were listening when you were engaging yeah. with your guests and yeah and I was just blown away because literally you know you've got that kind of character which is really charismatic and you're a really really kind and gentle person as well, even though I've not even known you for long and just met you like two, three times. But yeah, your night in action, definitely you you know, you put so much effort into it. Um
1: do you oh, want to just tell me a little bit beautiful. about
0: working with other people because you were going to kind of pass that on, right? And then some of the skills that it takes to kind of build that team together and 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 because yeah. you are two different people running it.
2: Yeah, I um I, I did um pass it on to um to two People who I I very much trusted and did an incredibly good job, and they're still um, going to be involved. Obviously, everything's in in the air with with the current mm. situation. Um, but um, one of them was Molly McGuinness, who's an amazing uh, stand up comedian and writer. Yeah, um, and she she's done bits of writing for like Channel Four, um, and uh, the. I suppose part of passing it on was, um, for me, it was really necessitated uh, by the fact that I I really struggled with my mental health towards the back end of last year. And um, Mm -hmm. um, whilst I adore Punkin Drublick and it really provides for me uh, a a raison d'être, I uh, the whole workload of it is is pretty it's, it's pretty massive just in terms of the uh promotion you know going to other nights to flyer for cetera. um and with it being charity focused as well like gathering charity raffle prizes and um booking and coordinating everything so um the enthusiasm i had from uh, molly McGuinness and then the other um person who got very involved was thick richard yeah, um, who is, I would say, probably my biggest inspiration as a poet. Um, I wow. it, Going to see him, I think, was the first sort of live poetry performance I saw when I was... Um, I, I would have been uh, 18, so it would be 12, 12 years ago now. And mm-hmm. um, he um, he's a huge inspiration, but he's become a, a very, very close friend. Um, and both of them were just brimming with enthusiasm to, to, to get involved. And um, it, it really, um, it, it was one of those things that I was quite anxious to do at first. Um, because I suppose when you take, um, when you're, you know, when you um, have control over everything, passing things over to other people can be a really nervous thing because you, um, you know, you 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 want things to be done a certain way but they they were both absolutely fantastic and um put their own stamp on on things as uh, uh, as compares and host hosts and um uh and really helped out with the the sort of admin side of running the night as well so that yeah they were both absolutely fantastic and um they they once uh, in person live gigs start going start going mm. I think they're going to be think they're going to be involved
0: well i have no doubt that they're going to do an absolutely fantastic job and literally it's like mm. passing your little baby on but like you said you've got to kind of think of um managing your you know work life and and having that balance but you really should be proud of yourself cause- because you've done an amazing job and well, not only that you won um which this is quite funny because um I tried to explain this to you in February when I came to the night form and then um it was just so noisy and things I didn't get my point across but when you went to the um sale slam in February yes. you would have won it right and I had a dream that you won it <laughs>
2: uh, I can remember you saying I can remember um I can remember um, we had a conversation over the phone um, yeah. and I was yeah. I was driving up and I think I would have probably been just driving past Bradford at the time, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, but I know I, did, and I, I didn't expect it at all. And the competition, all of the other performers, I always hate referring to it as competition mm. <laughs> um, because, as I say, the, the whole poetry scene is so nurturing and supportive. Yes. Uh, but, Poetry slams, by their nature, are competitive <laughs> poetry. It's not yeah, the World Cup of poetry, which is a really strange concept. But but mm. uh, but yeah, that night was um, was really really good fun. It, it, was, it was only the second time I've ever won a slam, but the uh, I it came as a much bigger surprise than it than it had previously done because the the other acts performing that night, Tom Rhodes was um, was on. Um, there were some really 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 good uh performers uh over over the course of the evening um mm. oh and another thing was so i in the first act i did i did uh man of the house the mm. piece, um a piece i'm going to perform shortly and um yeah. and somebody's phone went off in the crowd but then they, they just answered the phone and had a conversation oh my
0: god really
2: yeah and there were a few like gasps around this person and I mm. um and so I'm I, I have dyspraxia, so I'm I have like sort of sensory I'm mm. very uh, sort of sensitive to sensory interruptions and I can remember thinking as soon as it happened just focus just focus just focus and wow. and, and I just managed to pull it through um and uh, without stopping at all so um wow. um but i got a really good score and oh, i was somebody else who was on that night no, was talia uh stitcher who's absolutely mm. amazing so it's um I, I did the second round and then i i got the top score so yeah i was i was really overwhelmed the say Se- the say outs um uh group in york are the loveliest bunch though henry raby and yeah anna davies and um they really um, nurture and look after all the acts they get up there. And um, they, um, the whole scene in Yorks absolutely fantastic.
0: Well, please give me uh, the opportunity to congratulate you properly for that, rather oh, than in a rush you. when, um, you know, we were all kind of rushing about when I came to unite. But literally, I wasn't surprised. And, <laughs> I, you know, that must feel great for you because you were booked in to do a support slot um, before lockdown happened. But unfortunately, uh, that will be delayed.
2: Oh, no. Well, I, it actually just went ahead. It was just... Oh. The, um, yeah. So it, I think it was um, it was just the beginning of... Or just right at the end of February. Mm. Um, I think it was maybe two weeks before lockdown or three weeks. But that, um, it was Harry Baker, the uh, World Slam... Poet, mm-hmm. uh, winner and um, um he he did his full show I am ten thousand so he's a mathematician
1: mm-hmm. um
2: but it was about all of his poems have some sort of semblance to maths mm-hmm. um, and it was just as you know we were starting to realize the uh, the scale of the 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 covid pandemic um but conditions hadn't come in whereby bars had to be shut and venues had to be shut, et cetera. So, um, the venue with the Crescent in York, um, they went to, they went to incredible measures to, um, they distance all of the seats, um, in, wow. in the audience. And they managed to keep the capacity of the venue. So it was about a hundred, the, the capacity, but they just spaced out all of the seats and made sure Sanitizer was available everywhere and every um the other support act was Amy King. So uh me, Amy King and Harry Baker all had different microphones. Um
1: but oh, that's did, so cool.
2: They did really, really well with it. That's something I'm for when Punkin' Drublick does get to start again. I'm I'm looking at investing in some more microphones. I've got four got <laughs> so far, but uh, <laughs> uh but um I'll, I'll maybe need some more to run the night. But, you know, it was a, a, a real honour to support Harry Baker in, in York.
1: Oh,
0: that is fantastic. I mean, um, like in line with some of your goals this year. So obviously we're passing on Punkin drublick and we're focusing on uh, performing and having um, different slots around, you know, the country nationally because literally uh, me and Bernie were going to book you in for high five. But unfortunately oh, this happened. Yeah. So in- That I- is definitely, you know, going to happen when things get back to normal.
2: I, I was particularly gutted about that one because I, know. Um, I have I've met Bernie um before and um and it was a nice that it, it um I've not been to Haworth before um but it was a nice little run of Yorkshire um gigs that I had booked and um it started with the York gig supporting Harry Baker and then there was like a week mm-hmm. break
1: before, but, um, Yeah.
2: But the the scene in yorkshire um you know particularly huddersfield and 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 leeds and and sheffield and york um it's it's absolutely fantastic and um every time i've i've ventured up on the train i've had the most amazing experience so
0: Aww. Well, it was, you know, um, tell me a little bit about lockdown. So um, obviously you've had these goals and plans and you were going to kind of, um, you know, look at your timetable and say, I I need to pass this on because I need to Mm. focus on this. And, you know, with work-life balance and things like that, Mm. um, what has changed? So obviously we can't perform physically, but what has particularly changed for you during lockdown?
2: Well, I've... um, uh quite a lot (laughs) Um, i've been been working from home um Mm. doing sort of tutorials with students over over zoom and stuff Mm. i've found working from home to be quite a lot harder than working from work (laughs) yeah just in the so i'm i live on my own in the little studio Mm. and um that you know, that's that's been quite difficult. Something that has really, really helped me through these past couple of months is um, firstly the uh, the comradeship and solidarity from the the poetry scene, because um, as I've said before, it's the most amazing, amazingly supportive and nurturing scene. Yeah. Um, but then also, I, I'm very, very lucky in that. Um, firstly, I'm able to work. I mean, I've I've lost um, about a third of my income just through uh, gigs and pub quizzes and stuff. But the fact mm. that I have the security of being able to pay my rent is a huge blessing. But then secondly, um, just around the corner from me in Manchester City Centre, mm. um, my oldest friend, Paul, lives and um and also dominic berry the, fan- the fantastic um it, uh, yeah he uh,
0: literally lives opposite costa which is so cool
2: yeah, yeah that's it so he's, he's right right bang i think if you typed manchester into google maps it would <laughs> be, it would be flat um yeah we've been doing uh socially distant runs um Aww. which has really really helped me through and and just really given my mm. name like, buffer for my mental health because it's been um, it's really, uh, well, firstly, my, my fitness as well. Dominic's quite a serious runner. Um, and, uh, it, it, pushed me quite a bit. I've not done a, not done a 10 K before. Um, wow. we've been doing, doing them regularly. Um, but secondly, yeah, just to be able to, to check in with people, um, and, um, and do, yeah it, it, albeit on a, a socially distanced basis but but to be able to um see people um and i, I think the thing with with the lockdown situation is um o- obviously we've seen over social media and uh and the news there have been so many people who've really yeah. flouted the rules and it's really disappointing to see but um but then also i sort of worry that there's a bit i worry that there's um a bit of sort of curtain switching and a bit of a lack of empathy in in um, over social media and people judging other people's situations because um, the toll of being inside on your own, especially to elderly people or people who are vulnerable, um, with their mental health or 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 with disabilities, that's that's a really really big toll and um, I think for people. People to be able to go for a walk or pick up something for leisure from the shop, um, you know, be it whatever. Um, I think they're. I think those kinds of things are essential. And um, yeah, I think um, I think it's really made me realise how important it has, how important it is to have sort of a a preset of empathy for the people around you. Um, because you never know what what the person next door is going through, I guess.
0: Definitely. There's a lot of things that we can hopefully kind of not take for granted when uh, things are back to normal, because it just makes you appreciate the little things. Well, it sounds mm-hmm. like you've had a, a difficult time, Rob. Thank you so much for being so open about that. But again, literally, you are an inspiration oh, um, to others. <laughs> yeah. um, what would be your top tip for new poets or anybody who's wanting to kind of set their own night?
2: Oh right, that's a that's a really good question.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so, um, if there was one thing above everything, and there's loads of little practical tips I could give, but one thing above everything else
1: mm-hmm. would
2: be persistence. Because mm-hmm. um, if you are um, looking to carve out a career as a performer, or if you're looking to uh, carve out a per- career as a promoter, yeah, um, you will have successes but you won't have those successes if you don't learn from your failures Um, and um accepting the failures if you you know if you're performing accepting that some gigs aren't going to go as well as others and if you're a promoter accepting that you know some some gigs you'll have an amazing turnout and some gigs you just won't and unfortunately there's no exact science to working out why why that is you've just got to persist and uh, so my top tip would uh, would always be um, persistence but um, I think second to that um, making good relationships with your peers and listening to your peers uh, Mm -hmm. and because you know you 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 don't know what. The person performing after you or the person you've booked to perform has, you don't know what journey they've been on to get to that point. And, and listening, to, listening to people and, um, and learning from their experiences is um, hugely enriching.
0: Oh well, that that you know that's a set of great tips. Thank you so much. And in terms of um, what's next, obviously I know that you know we're going to be back on track with touring around when all of this is over. Um, and obviously you've got your kind of um, timetable set for work because you're trying to manage your time better. Um, is there anything new that's going to continue or a new goal maybe you've added during lockdown for when it's all back to normal?
2: Um, yeah, actually, the um, so I'm obviously. More than anything, I'm really excited for gigs to be going again, and to, yeah, me too. That's the top thing. But um, something that's happened over lockdown is uh, um, Flapjack Press, um, the brilliant publisher who've uh, they put out works for they put out to, uh, Tony Walsh and Dominic Berry and mm-hmm. Genevieve Walsh, um, loads of fantastic poets. I'm I'm going to be um, uh, putting out a, a my debut collection um with them next year um and that's given me a proper kick up the backside for for getting writing done so um writing more than i ever have is is the main goal at the moment and uh the collection for to have ready for 2021 um really good thing to have on the horizon i guess
1: yeah oh
0: that's amazing because like you said you know writing something that you really wanted to kind of focus on because obviously you're a very hands-on person and you've been running your own night so we can imagine um what a busy um man you are so uh definitely that's good that it's kind of giving you a little bit more time on your hands to to write um yeah. is this going to be something uh new in here new poems obviously
2: yeah very much so um so i'm sort of experimenting at the moment with with a few um, looking at how i can add themes to go across the the collection mm-hmm. uh, but um but yeah lots of new stuff and i've i've found loads of diff- different inspiration um to for, to write about um which has which has been really, really good. I've experimented with a few different forms and I'm very lucky as well. Um, I've had loads of loads of poets um give me feedback. Dominic Berry's been amazing giving me feedback and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it is for for you, Tira, but I find writing for me mm-hmm. it's often very, very sporadic. Um mm-hmm. so I'll sometimes have a month where I struggle to put pen to paper but then a week where I'm cancelling plans in the evening because I'm stuck in writing and I'm I'm getting loads done and it feels really mm. good um but I think at the moment having had the um you know I've got deadlines to get a draft done and that kind of thing um that's really given me a, a kick up the backside to get um mm. to get writing done on a, on a more consistent basis so um so I have I've, I got, I think I got three pieces finished last week, which was, um,
0: brilliant.
2: was I don't usually get three pieces finished in a week. So <laughs> that, uh, that was, that was really good. Struggle to get three pieces finished in a, in a month usually, but that, yeah, mm. that was um, really good. Yeah. It's
0: fantastic. And it's going to be your second book. So I'm really excited to, yeah. um, uh, you know, get myself a copy when that's ready. And I'm just excited for you, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm excited for you as it is because um oh. you know you were you were doing so well um with kind of getting all these new gigs for yourself and I'm sure that once um, lockdown is over you'll be back on tour.
2: Yeah, absolutely. With um with bells on for sure, and I've um <laughs> I'm really looking forward to um, to getting on the train and and. You mean, hmm. going to, I think Yorkshire's the first stop, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, and,
0: you were saying you like Yorkshire.
2: Definitely. And, um, and uh, you know, the, I've got some good friends in the poetry scene around the country. We do have a a date booked in for the return of Punkin Drublick, which is obviously Ooh. terrible at this point because uh, nobody knows what's around the corner. But the date we've got booked in is the 15th of October. Um, okay and um so um, the, the venue that we run from lock 91 have been really really um pragmatic and helpful in terms of um their the the things that they've put in place for social distancing etc but i'm i'm just sort of getting the lineup booked for that um, at the moment, the date is the date we've got booked is actually my thirtieth birthday as well. So. Oh,
0: that'll be oh, that's gonna well, that sounds like it's gonna fall into place, and you can have yeah. like a double triple celebration.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I've, um, it um, it's running running a pumpkin Drublet gig is always um, a lot of work, but um, but it's work that I love doing, and and spending my birthday doing that is um, <laughs> uh, something. I, I wouldn't turn away from for a minute so it's yeah it'd be a great joy.
0: Well all I can say is that you know that is really inspiring and um, you should be really proud of yourself because you've been so productive and you haven't changed even though it's been, you know you've had difficult personal circumstances as well.
1: Oh thank,
2: thank you, to, thank you, Sarah. Well, it's so uh, so lovely to speak to you and so um, so lovely to catch up.
0: Same to you. And is there anything you want to share with us uh, before we do a little deep dive and have a quick introduction to your uh, final poem, which I've seen you perform a couple of times and absolutely love it. Is there anything else you want to share with us?
2: Um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> no, other than uh, other than, uh, mm. I would like to uh, encourage everyone listening to... Um, to check out their their local poetry scene And check out some of the things mm-hmm. that are going on online um, I know that um, Say Out have been in York Have been doing things online um, yeah. And uh, Whiskey and Birds down in Kent Have done Winchester Fest over Ju- uh, June um, yeah. So um, it's such an empowering art form uh, You know, expressing yourself in the way that you do When performing poetry So um uh, so yeah I'd, I'd just encourage everyone to uh, to check it out and also encourage them to check uh, to check your workout um, because it's absolutely fantastic
0: oh thank you so much rob you're very kind as always um so let's have an introduction to this poem because this is a very personal piece and i just love the way it flows and i and i just love um your style on performing it and the way you wrote it as well um and I'm interested in uh, the relationship between you and your mum because clearly you uh, are a mummy's boy, and um, you have a very good relationship with her.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it, this, I think, this poem was the the poem that took me longest to write. It was sort of one that I had ideas drafted for that are scrapped and then and then pulled back and then came up with new ideas for over the course of about a year. Um right. But I'm very blessed. I came from a single parent family um and uh my mum has been immeasurably supportive over all of my life um albeit in uh the 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 uh the the most peculiar of ways uh at times um uh, my mum uh is brilliantly supportive but she she can be quite sardonic in 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 her approach to being supportive <laughs> um and uh yeah i love i love it a bits um and I, I, I look forward to I'm going back to decorate her living room um, mm. as soon as I can um, in, in in as safe a way as possible. Um, so uh, I think with because I'm on my own and my mum's on her own, it's been um, it's we've been good in terms of staying in touch with each other. So it's been yeah, it's been good.
0: Oh, well, that is so uh, It's so nice of you to kind of write that poem because it is um, an emotional one, I think, because, you know, um, yeah, yeah. having a single parent and when they've been so attentive and supportive to you and whatever her approach, it's clearly worked. So.
2: <laughs> In some ways, perhaps,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, well, Rob, I cannot say, um, you know, uh, how, how great it's been to just kind of speak to you and catch up with you and, and get to know you a little better as well.
2: Yeah, really, really, really lovely to uh, to catch up with you, Tira. And um, um, I you know I hope that you're keeping well, and I can't wait for us to uh, us yeah to gig gig together. Honestly,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that will be so. Maybe we should uh, perform together on the stage. That would be a really interesting mix. And um,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, I think so. And um, the um, as soon as gigs get going again, obviously I want to make a trip to Yorkshire, but I'd really love to have you back down for Punkin Drublick. Um oh. I'm, I'm looking potentially at the moment because I've got the date of the mm. of October booked in. But um, outdoor performances are obviously a lot safer in, mm. terms of, um, in terms of managing social distancing. And I've got a potential outdoor space. Um, I'm toying with the idea of doing something in September with. But um, obviously, it's all um, just ideas at the moment. But, um, but I, I will... Be in touch, and I'd, I'd love to have you back because you, you're absolutely fantastic as a
1: performer and a writer.
0: Oh, you're too kind. But thank you so much. And you are you're a, you're fantastic in in everywhere, not just performing, yeah. but even your character. And as I said, you're a wonderful person, and and I'm lucky to to have met you on the scene and to have grown through your uh, kind uh, offer of having me perform at your you know amazing night. So thank oh, you well. so much. And thank you so much for your time today. And let's move on to the final poem we're going to share. Man of the house.
2: Man of the house. Man of the house now. Houseman. Houseman. That's what they told her infant son. Before you've learned to walk, you must get on your feet and run. You're... Only four years clear of learning to wipe your own bum, but it appears you're the right gender, and every house must have one, like a drawer stuffed with plastic bags. A man of the house screws lids off jars with his Y chromosome. Every house needs a man, you see, manliness you should hone. Now pull your socks up, son, moss can't grow on a rolling stone, as if a seven-year-old's strength could be a pillar to her home. You might think, ah, man of the house. Well, this could make the best of me. Well, hold your horses, son. This house is in negative equity. Now, get on, manning up, young boy. You're hardly houseman pedigree. Your mum's sick in the head, you see, but I hope it's not hereditary. She's not in great nick. They told him. Step up, they implored. She's had to spend some time inside a psychiatric ward. Her words illuminated by gaslight to the two she adored, despite her devotion persisting since they cut umbilical cords. She'd retired from teaching early, but never ceased to be a teacher. She reached all learning outcomes despite veering from procedure. Things tidy not, but defying gods. brought two kids through the ether. The thankless tasks those two kids brought, no grim task was beneath her. Changing the oil in a car, refelting a leaky roof, safely chopping down a tree, she taught him in his youth. She'd watch on with discernment when he got too big for his boots, And when necessary, she'd knock him down a peg or two, like when at 14, she drove around to pick him up off his paper round after he passed out and projectile vomited down a cul-de-sac following an evening of underage drinking. She said nothing, leaving it to him to suss out that he was reaping what he'd sowed. Or when at 24, when he arrived home and boastfully showed a picture of his new girlfriend on his phone and she said, gosh, Rob, has she got a guide dog? Facebook market charity shop finds, keep her heart a boom. Massive white elephants are filling all her rooms, But these white elephants are gifts to friends, not useless heirlooms. Thirty years ago she played guitar to him inside her womb. But him, his masculine a quest, sequestered not, He yearns to manly summit, He found a manly task to do, but he, she'd already done it, He read about how men won bread, but she'd already won it, The web that kept him safe, it was his mother who had spun it man of the house say this supposed role superfluous there was no needed plan against the toils that followed it was her who had the upper hand the ignorant around them they just didn't understand for with his mother holding fort, their house it didn't need no man
0: Well what can i say such a wonderful story and inspirational lessons to be learned just goes to show how important you know learning is and how we should never stop the process of learning something new and just reviewing ourselves our progress and of course having a healthy attitude towards failure and just trying to understand What it actually means to to fail and how this can actually serve you so thank you so much rob for sharing your epic and inspirational poems and i'm looking forward to seeing you and hearing more be sure to head on to facebook to find out more about rob just type in robert stevenson poet and be sure to check out his new book how i made my millions published by the flapjack press all the links are in the episode description thank you so much everybody hope you have a wonderful day and i will see you soon you for listening if you have something to say or want to ask a question then send me a voice message and if you felt inspired then why not share this episode with someone who will benefit don't forget to subscribe so that you can be notified of future episodes and take a look at my book mirages to reality which is available on amazon it contains a gift from me a poem written on any subject that you like and finally if you have an event spoken word night or a festival, then why not book me in to perform one of my poetry sets? You can find out more on www.tyrarayman.com. Take care!